I think a good internship with plenty of practical time where you're actually getting to work with the athletes and make mistakes. So you get a chance to do the coaching, stuff it up, and then have your mentor go, hey, Jacob, we like this. We found this works better. Try it if you do this. Or you were too heavy-handed with that athlete. You need to be a little softer because they're a little nervous in the situation. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live interview. I hope you enjoyed this interview and please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. Let's go. And that confidence that you talked about, how important is it from a buy-in perspective to really you know, have that confidence when you are working with your athletes and, and I guess to be able to sell the program to them if, the, if that's a strength of yours, how often would you draw on that? It's for started as a it started as a weakness though because I had misplaced confidence. I thought I was ready to be a high performance manager. I thought I could step into a VFL team, an AFL team, and show them how it's done. And what I hadn't factored in was the interpersonal factors and the you know you can't you can't always let perfect be the enemy of good. Sometimes you might have a perfect plan and you've read it in textbook or you've seen it done or heard it on a podcast, and then you know COVID happens and you're playing in Queensland and you're a Melbourne-based team and, you know, things have gone sideways and you can't really apply that same perfect plan. So you've got to make it up on the go. So I would not have had those skills um, at the time. So I think uh, it's confidence, but within your own skill. So now I feel a lot more confident in those sort of things, the ability to be flexible and dynamic and, and think on my feet. Um, and then I think uh, being a bit more honest with your athletes. Like if you don't know a thing, just like, I'm not sure. You know, we're, we're working this out together. I think that's okay at, from a coaching point of view and from an intern, you know, young coach point of view, if you're, if you're just starting out. In terms of the practical elements, you talked about some of those tips and tricks that, you you know, an experienced coach has from, from years of working in the trenches, so to speak. Um, though, did you feel like that fast-tracked your ability to be able to develop athletes, like those little things on how to spot confidence when they're lifting heavy and those cues with stretching and mobility and activation of warm-ups and all the different chapters that would have been in the internship. Uh, how, if you put years on it, how how much do you reckon you, you gain from that from a, I guess, competitive point of view for SNCs listening? Yeah, I think I think a good internship with plenty of practical time where you're actually getting to work with the athletes and make mistakes. So you get a chance to do the coaching, stuff it up, and then have your mentor go, hey, Jacob, we like this. We found this works better. Try it if you do this, or you were too heavy-handed with that athlete. You need to be a little softer because they're a little nervous in the situation. I think the combination of good, you know, education stuff, but also the uh, on on floor practical stuff. I think in that six to twelve months, that first six to twelve months, I reckon I got ten years of experience because Darren was so good at, at sharing that stuff and giving me the right amount of space to make those mistakes, but do it safely. I think um, a, a decade of experience was was added on there for sure. Um, which which I hope has helped me not make 10 years worth of mistakes. I'm sure these athletes come to core advantage. What, what does sort of a week look like for them? Yeah, so we tend to focus mostly on the strength strength and power stuff. We tend not yep. to get too much into the running work because um, you can get 40 coaches a little bit angry if you sort of step on their territory, particularly if they've got a plan coming up. So we'll see what their plan is, what it looks like, but mostly we'll focus on the strength and power work. And so for most athletes... Most junior athletes, they're often undercooked in that space. So it's just, let's just get in the gym twice a week. Progressive overload, kind of a linear plan, nothing too sexy or exciting. Let's just nail the fundamentals for that first six months, get you from useless, completely weak, and you know never step foot in a gym to adequate at most lifts. 
And let's shift over to, to Metric. Uh, how did you come to, to create it? I know your brother's involved, so talk us through for those that aren't aware of the app. Um, yeah, how did it come about and what does it do? How does it help athletes? Yeah, so my brother is a computer scientist uh, and he came back from Sweden and we would lift together after a shift here at Core Advantage. So I'd finish coaching, he'd come across, we'd do our lift and we'd we'd lift. And I'd always been interested in the idea of velocity-based training, which is the idea of using some sort of technology to track the speed of your lift. So you you know, you lift uh, 80 kilos for five reps, but you also do that for a given velocity. And that velocity can tell you about your fatigue, your readiness and stuff like that when you compare that velocity to old data, say when you lifted 80 kilos last week. And so I'd always liked that idea and I showed Davey it and we started programming at each other with it and I'd sort of gave him a few constraints using velocity-based training science. And he's like, why do we have to use these things with string all the time? What's going on here? What's with the strings? Well, that's just the best it is. It's like, I reckon I can do better. I reckon I can do this with like your smartphone, with a camera. I was like, well, this has been around for a while. Surely someone's thought of it. He's like, no, 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 not, they haven't thought of it like me. And so we just started, he was already working with us. He was building the, the testing apps and the sort of the gym management systems that we were using for athletes to listen to this and say, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And I want to start practicing this with my training in the gym. What would be the process to get started? Yeah. So, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, head to metric.coach. That's the website for the app. It's called metric VBT. Uh, and that'll tell you the status of where the app is at right now, whether you can download it or you have to join the beta program. Um, the first version will be a free app that anyone can download and use. It'll be free, always will be. And that'll just be a basic single set analysis so you've set the camera up you record and you get one set's worth of data if you enjoyed this episode and want even more our academy is for you the prepare like a pro academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as QA a segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level here's an example with emily Meehan, head sports dietitian from Collingwood football club what are things that that fire you up Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes. And you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the friendly conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So. I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful. Plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my my question to you was: you spoke quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what 
are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just to, be, to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm -hmm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then. And, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things. And, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.